0: Hi there! Welcome to this week's episode of REAP, where REAP stands for Read, Examine, Apply, Pray. My name's Ed Burdett, and I'm glad to be spending this time with you. As we get started, I wanted to say that REAP, as well as the daily readings at One Year Bible Podcast, is possible because of donations from listeners like you. We don't run ads, so all of our support comes from listeners who value what we do and want others to experience it as well. Every dollar donated lets us reach over 250 people with Bible resources. So, if this podcast is valuable to you, or if you'd like to help spread the word across the world, would you join us in supporting this work? To donate, you can visit oneyearbiblepodcast.com slash give. Special thanks to our monthly donors, who consistently and faithfully give to help us in our mission. And once more, that address is oneyearbiblepodcast.com slash give. And now, on to REAP. The purpose of REAP is for us to learn and then practice a pattern for getting more out of scripture as we read and listen through. The way it works, we pick a section of this day's reading, either from the Old Testament, the New Testament, or the Psalms, and then using that passage, we walk through this four-step process. First, we read the passage, and next we examine it. This is where we bring up anything that stands out, anything that catches our attention. After that, we look to apply the passage, connecting it with our lives today. And lastly, we get to pray. Our reading this week comes from our Old Testament reading. It's from Leviticus, chapter 16, verses 1 through 10. Using this passage then, we'll read, examine, apply, and pray. Before we begin, let's ask God's blessing on our time. Father God, as we come to you in your word, we know that you are a holy God, you are set apart, you are not like us, and yet you have reached out to us by giving us your word and doing so many other things. Lord, help us through this time to connect with you, to hear from you, and to receive from your goodness. We pray all these things in your Son Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's jump right in. This is Leviticus chapter 16, starting in verse 1. The Lord spoke to Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron, when they came near before the Lord, and died. And the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, your brother, not to come at just any time into the most holy place within the veil, before the mercy seat which is on the ark, lest he die, for I will appear in the cloud on the mercy seat. Aaron shall come into the sanctuary with a young bull for a sin offering, and a ram for a burnt offering. He shall put on the holy linen tunic, He shall have the linen trousers on his body, and shall put on the linen sash, and he shall be clothed with the linen turban. They are the holy garments. He shall bathe his body in water, and put them on. He shall take from the congregation of the children of Israel two male goats for a sin offering, and one ram for a burnt offering. Aaron shall offer the bull of the sin offering, which is for himself, and make atonement for himself and for his house. He shall take the two goats, and set them before the Lord at the door of the tent of meeting. Aaron shall cast lots for the two goats, one lot for the Lord, and the other lot for the scapegoat. Aaron shall present the goat on which the lot fell for the Lord, and offer him for a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot fell for the scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord, to make atonement for him, to send him away, as the scapegoat, into the wilderness. This is God's word, and now we'll move on to the examined portion of Reap. And again, this is where we bring up anything that stands out, anything that catches our attention in this passage. The first thing that stood out to me its in the first couple verses we read. Here, the Lord is speaking to Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron, it says, when they came near before the Lord and died. Reading outside of this passage, we learn that Aaron's two sons died because they approached the Lord in an unacceptable way. And in verse 2, we see the Lord saying this to Moses. He says, Tell Aaron your brother not to come at just any time into the most holy place within the veil, before the mercy seat which is on the ark, lest he die, for I will appear in the cloud on the mercy seat." In just these couple of verses, we see that God is not apologizing for his own greatness. He's not shrinking from it. His tone with Moses is not sheepish. He doesn't feel that he has overstepped. God is completely comfortable with his own greatness, his own majesty, and he doesn't diminish it for the sake of anything. In His mercy, we read that the Lord tells Moses to tell Aaron not to come into the most holy place at just any time, lest he die. God is protecting Aaron, knowing that if Aaron doesn't follow the Lord's instruction and approach the Lord in a proper way, the Lord's holiness is so great that Aaron would die. The next thing that stood out is in verse 3. Here, the Lord continues to give Moses instructions. He says, Aaron shall come into the sanctuary with a young bull for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. In other words, Aaron doesn't come into the space without a sacrifice, without something to offer to make atonement for sin. Continuing on down in verse 6, the Lord's instruction continues. He says, Aaron shall offer the bull of the sin offering, which is for himself, and make atonement for himself and for his house. That word offer stood out. I try to picture Aaron offering this bowl as a sin offering. Then, in the rest of the passage we read, there's this situation where there are two goats, one chosen by Lot to be offered before the Lord in the sanctuary, and the other chosen to be what is called the scapegoat. In verse 9 we read this. It says, Aaron shall present the goat on which the lot fell for the Lord and offer him for a sin offering. So Aaron makes a presentation of this goat and offers it as a sin offering. But then it says in verse 10, the goat on which the lot fell for the scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord to make atonement for him, to send him away as the scapegoat into the wilderness. So one goat is killed as a sin offering, and the other is kept alive, and then if we continue to read on past this passage, we see that the sins of the people are put onto this goat, and then the goat is sent away into the wilderness to leave entirely and forever. Before reading this passage, I had heard of a scapegoat, but here I suspect we're learning about the origins of what this term means. Three things are standing out from this passage. One is the holiness of God. Another is that in many societies throughout history, sacrifices were made, but those sacrifices were human sacrifices. I notice that the Lord never instructs his people to offer human, but only animal, sacrifices. Then the exception to this, that we read about in the Gospels, is what we could call the ultimate scapegoat, our Lord Jesus Christ. He had the sins of others put on him, and he was sent away, separated. These are the things that stand out to me in this passage, and if I missed something that you noticed, feel free to share that as a comment over at oneyearbiblepodcast.com on the webpage for this day's REAP episode. Now let's move on to the application portion of REAP, and again, this is where we look to connect what we've read with our lives today. Picking up on this sense of the holiness and the separateness of God that comes through in this passage, we see that the Lord's instructions to Aaron through Moses would lead him to treat the Lord with great reverence. He can't come into the house of of the Lord at just any time. He needs to bathe before he does. He needs to wear particular clothing. And as we saw, he always needs to come with a sacrifice for sin. All this points to the special reverence that the Lord is teaching his people to show him. This reminded me of a verse in the New Testament, Hebrews chapter five, verse seven. That verse says, while Jesus was here on earth, he offered up prayers and pleadings with a loud cry and tears to the one who could rescue him from death. And God heard his prayers because of his deep reverence for God. The Lord Jesus Christ had deep reverence for God, this passage says. As imitators of Him, a question we can ask ourselves is, what is one thing that I do that shows reverence, that shows even deep reverence for the Lord? We might think about a practice we already do or start a practice that is meant to show a reverence and a holy awe and respect for the Lord. One thing that I do out of respect for God is, whenever I have a Bible out, I try never to let another book sit on top of the Bible. If it's on a coffee table or a bookshelf, I just have this practice where I avoid putting anything else on top of the Bible. That might seem silly, but I hope that it comes from a sense of reverence for God. Of course, there are lots of ways to show reverence. That's an application I see here, and if you see another one, feel free to share that also as a comment at the webpage for this day's REAP episode. Now let's move on to the last part of REAP, where we get to pray. Holy Father, we see in this passage that you are not a God to be trifled with. You are not a God that can be controlled. You are not a God that we can deal with on our own terms, in our own way. But rather, you tell us how you are to be approached. You tell us how we are to live. Lord, you are the great one. You are the one with the right to command and control. We thank you, Lord, that as great and as majestic as you are, you care for your people and you love them. You show this love even in your direction to Aaron, telling him what to avoid doing lest he die. Father in heaven, would your greatness, would your majesty, and would your holiness be brought to bear in our lives through this your word? Help us, like Jesus, to have great reverence for you. Help us to treat you in a way consistent with who you are, with your character. Thank you that you have shown us a way through your son, Jesus. It's only because of his work on our behalf, his life and his death in our place, that we can pray these words and even hope to be heard by you, Holy Father. Thank you for your amazing grace and condescension, as holy and as great as you are. We thank you for this time, and we ask for your work to be done in it through your power. We pray all these things in your precious son, Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for being with me for this week's episode of REAP. In addition to this recorded version, we also meet as a group and do Reap Live. This happens over Zoom every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. From 12 o'clock to 12.45, we read, examine, apply, and pray together. If you'd like to join us, you're more than welcome to. The way to get that information is to send me a note through oneyearbiblepodcast.com. That way I'll have your email address and can send you the Zoom links for those Friday sessions. It's always an encouraging and inspiring time circled around God's Word, and I hope you'll join us on one of these upcoming Fridays. That's all the announcements we have for this week. I hope you have a good Friday and weekend and week upcoming, and I look forward to talking with you soon.